Hola, borrachos y borrachas. Welcome to another episode of Borrachex Radio. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I'm recording this on Sunday, but I know y'all are listening on Tuesday. So welcome, welcome. Um, I'm really excited to be back for this week. Even though it is a solo episode, I'm excited about our topic. Um, before we do get into that, let's talk about your love for the podcast, guys. If you guys do love the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Leave us a little comment or like it on the on the app or on the website. That way I know what kind of content you guys are looking for and I can keep creating this content for you guys. So please do that. It not only helps me, but it helps you because you get better content because of it. So help yourself. Um, also, you guys know... I always give you the exact same code every single week. Borrachex for Lyft. Please use Lyft whenever you are going out to drink, out to party. Whenever you do, don't feel like driving. Use Lyft, the app. Um, it's a taxi service and you can get $5 off your next ride using the code Borrachex. B-O-R-R-A-C-H-X. So do that, guys. And I kind of don't have a very long intro because I have no guests to introduce to you guys but myself. But if this is your first time listening to Borrachex Radio, welcome. And I'm really glad you guys are here. Listen to all the previous episodes so you can get to know all of my business. <laughs> so let's get into the episode. Can't stop, won't stop, get guap. Ten white toes and them toy flip flops. Manicures and pedicures, I'm always tip top. When they say I'm not hot, all these lies need to stop. Cause I'm icy, wifey, haters wanna fight me. Never been the one get RP up on a whitey. Keep my hands clean, got some hitters moving shicey. Ask me if I'm rolling with some Gucci, bitch, I might be. It's very unlikely, my wrist ain't looking icy. Charging by the minute, cause my time is very pricey. Yeah, I be what a boss is be. Okay, so before I even start this episode, I do wanna say I'm a little tipsy. I've been drinking about. Since 6 p.m., it is now 9.30, so I apologize. And I'm still drinking. I am drinking a Cayman Jack Margarita just because it was the last one in the fridge, and I figured I might as well drink it. I can't just, like, leave a little loner there. So, yeah. So if you have listened to a good amount of my episodes, you guys know that I am in this little rut where I'm in love with a boy, the boy doesn't like me back, typical story, you know. So the reason I want to, the topic that I want to talk about is self-love, confidence, and just loving yourself. So when I started going through this little phase, um, my self-esteem went down and I know I know a lot of people who go through these things, their self-esteem goes down when they get out of a relationship, they break up with somebody or you're in this like little limbo of like, are they going to date me? Are they not going to date me? Is this going to be exclusive? Like, and I feel like as women, we, uh, I don't, I don't want to say all women, but I know we're kind of programmed to kind of validate ourselves through our relationships, through a man's love for us. And so a lot of the time, maybe subconsciously, um, our self-esteem goes down because a guy doesn't want to be with us because he, when he did love us or he did want to be with us or he did care about us or, you know, he was giving us the attention, our our self-esteem was up because, like, our validation was high. Does that make sense? I, I feel like I'm not going to make sense because of this drink. And so I feel, even though I 
push for like um women empowerment and i like believe like no woman needs a man like i truly do think that like i know that my self-esteem goes down when the person that i'm into doesn't want to be with me or all of a sudden changes like their their feelings for me and it's not because like i need him in my life it just kind of subconsciously like i feel like well what am i why am i not good enough why is so a lot of this has happened to me when i've dated guys and like now i'm realizing this like through the podcast it's kind of like a it's kind of like therapy for me so now i've been able to analyze my previous relationships my current relationships and i've really kind of gotten to like the root of things and so i know in a lot of my relationships when i break up with someone or things don't work out with someone as strong as I want to be and as chingona as I want to make myself seem, I am breaking down, you know, like I have broken down in my room. I've cried and I've texted my sisters and been like, why the fuck does no one want to be with me? Like, why am I always going to be alone? And it takes a toll. Like, you know, my self-esteem goes down every single time I have these little breakdowns. And so the reason I want to talk about self-love is because I know every single breakup that I've gone through, I always get over it. I always push through it and this little hiccup right now is going to be no different and I know that so right now my self-esteem is a little low you know but three years ago three four years ago when I had break I had broken up with my like long-term emotionally abusive uh, boyfriend I was just in the exact same situation where my self-esteem was down. I didn't know what to do. I felt like I didn't have, like I didn't have like a future as far as like relationship wise. Like I, that's where my mentality was. And so I kind of started thinking about that time. And the reason I wanted to bring up, bring this up is because I know when I put out the, am I a psycho X now episode with Yesenia, I got a lot of feedback from girls that were going through the same thing where, they were, they didn't know how to get through something like this. And so I wanted to make this episode and kind of tell you guys what I did maybe four years ago and what I'm trying to do right now to get over it and maybe not get over it because it's easier said than done, right? But to push through and find myself again, okay? After that emotionally abusive relationship, what I did after that was I realized what were the good things that he brought out of me? Like I said, this relationship was like, rough right but what were the good things that he did bring out of me and what were the things that I didn't I, I knew I never wanted you know so in this relationship that I whatever this little mini relationship that I'm going through right now what are the good things that he brought out of me and what are the things that I don't ever want again you know and so the good things that he brought out in me so that way I can keep projecting those that way I can keep working on those because I liked myself then and I and like everybody needs to realize your partner might bring these things out in you, but they're not there because of them. You know, those little, those, um, those, how do I even say this? Like those qualities of yourself, they're not there because of them. They didn't create those qualities. Those qualities have always been there and they've always been yours. They just kind of helped you see them and help you realize that they were there. So what I'm saying is if you liked those things that they brought out and you keep doing those things, keep, keep showing that 
without them because it's only going to make you a better person. And it kind of, it kind of goes on to the next like little tier of things that I want. I want for me right now is I want to find myself again, you know, with these qualities, with the things that I see, I'm able to find myself. I'm able to see what I love about myself and I'm able to love myself again. I feel like I'm just going on a tangent here, guys. I know, but believe me. So when you are going through a little breakup, you're still trying to find your like, like find your little path again. Right. And the only way you can do that is by like loving yourself. And I know that's such a, like a, such a cliche thing, but it's true. And I realized that like when I did break up with my emotionally abusive uh, boyfriend, I realized that I was only happy when I finally loved myself. Like that was when I was truly happy. That was when I was so confident in myself that no one could bring me down. So I found out that I was like, I found my like chingona self. You know what I mean? Like I had always been this little timid fucking potato on like in the corner. Like I was always so scared to speak my mind because I was so scared for him to get mad at me. And when I broke up with him, I was like, okay, you know what? I hated that about me when I was dating him. So that shit's got to go. So I found my fucking voice again. And that's the only way you can keep moving on and find and find someone good enough for you. You know, when you're able to finally say like, shit, fuck that. Like the shit that I went through, the stuff that I didn't like about that relationship, or I didn't like about myself when I was in that situation. I'm going to take that and I'm not going to make, I'm not going to bring that back into my life and I'm going to keep, I'm going to do something better. So that's always the first thing you guys need to realize. Like, but what are the qualities that you liked that they brought out of you? And keep doing those things. Keep, keep showing those qualities. And what were the things that you didn't like about yourself or about them? And get that shit out of your life. You know, like I said, I didn't like that I was so timid and I was so scared. Maybe now you'll be like, oh my God, Carla, like I can never imagine you so quiet or I can, I can't imagine you not talking, but it's because I learned that I love to talk. I love to talk to people. I love to know people. I love to know their stories. So I had to find, I had to basically claw myself out of a fucking shell that I was forced into, you know? And so when you guys realize the things that you want for your, for yourself, it's the only way you'll be able to go into the next step of being confident in yourself, you know, find confidence. And I know it is easier said than that. I feel like this whole fucking episode is going to be things that are easier said than done because there's no timeline for these things. There's no like 12 steps and then you're there kind of thing, you know? Um, but confidence is one of the key things that you do need when you are going through a breakup and, you are trying to find yourself and you're trying to love yourself. Maybe you're not going through a breakup, but you're still trying to find like you're trying to love yourself and you're trying to find yourself and trying to find what you really want in life. You need to be confident in who you are. Okay. The the one thing that I keep thinking about is like, how do you expect someone to love you when you don't love you? So be confident in yourself as well. I realized that, you know what? I never had like this like fucking like 
that like stereotypical, like not stereotypical, like super ideal skinny body, big butt and some big boobs. Like I never had that. But my confidence always beat that. Like confidence does a lot for anybody. It doesn't matter if you're the hottest thing in the world, if you're you're not the best thing in the world. Like it, it doesn't matter if you are like a 10 out of 10. Like who cares? If you don't have the confidence, if you don't love yourself, if you have an ugly personality, like those things aren't going to get you anywhere. Like looks are only so far. I feel like this is such a big rant. This is like such a bad rant. I'm sorry, guys. But it's just like I'm thinking about those three years where I was completely by myself. I wasn't dating anybody. I wasn't seeing anybody. Like I wasn't dating, not even casually dating. I wasn't sleeping with anybody. There was three years where I took time for myself. And these were just self-love and confidence were the two things that I really worked on for three years. And... Yeah, maybe it's a lot, right? Like for three years, I didn't sleep with anybody. I didn't kiss anybody. And I really, truly tried to love me and I worked on me. And that's when lipstick and vodka came on because I started to find my passions, you know, because I started to find out who I was, what I wanted, what I eventually wanted to become, you know, like those were the, and maybe I don't know if I'm there, if I got there, if maybe I did get there and I don't even remember what I wanted in the first place. But those were the three years dedicated to me and I got to find out who I was. So before anything, love yourself. And secondly, confidence. So like when you're confident, you're confident in everything that you do everything like I can't <laughs> stress that enough because when I was when my confidence was at an all-time high guys I would hit on all of these guys like that was when I would flirt I would be at bars I would be at the fucking coffee shop I would flirt with everybody I would um give my number out I would get guys number like it was crazy because I was so confident in myself and it just like oozed out of me. It wasn't even something that I had to really like try for everybody to realize like, Hey, she's very confident. Like, no, you could, I would just walk in the room and you could tell like, fuck, like she knows she's a shit. Like maybe I'm not the hottest shit in the world, but I, I, in my head, I was the shit, you know, and you couldn't take that from me. So that was something that I think, um, really helped me. And so comparing those three years to now, I love myself. I have learned to love myself and I have yet to let go of that. You know, I have, I know who I am and I know what I stand for, but I know when I truly care about someone, I kind of, uh, lose track of that. And I lose track of my passions and everything because I want to help them be the best version of themselves. And I stop, I stop thinking about myself. So that's, um, that's like a difference from, those three years and to now confidence wise I'm still confident in my works like in the things that I do like as far as my job as far as my podcast the blog I'm confident in my work but I have I can't find the confidence in myself I don't know if it's because like I lost the weight like I've told you guys I have lost about 30 pounds and now I find myself constantly like picking, like nitpicking at my body now. And before when I was the 30 pounds heavier, 
I could give a shit. Like I would fucking just wear like a bra and like a see a see-through shirt and I was fucking like confident I walked the sh- like I walked in the streets like yeah like I'm the baddest bitch here but now I'll put that on and I'm like obviously like I'm 30 pounds lighter and I'm and I know I look good like I know but I still like now I see more flaws than ever because now I'm more aware of my body so my confidence might not be at the level that it used to be but I'm working on it you know I'm trying to love my body again you know like I love myself and who I am but I can't love my body just yet so it's still a work in progress and the reason I'm being so raw and open about these things because you guys are probably like listening to this and thinking like okay you are preaching like self-love and confidence yet you're not there and yeah I'm not and the point of this is to let you guys know that hey everybody goes through these everybody goes through these things and you shouldn't feel like you shouldn't feel alone in this, you know, or maybe you never even realized you were trying to go through these steps. But now you're like, fuck, like, you know, like I do need to love myself or you know what? That's exactly what I did when I broke up with someone. And now I know how to continue like my path into being a better person or being a better version of me. You know, that's kind of why I'm doing this. So and I, and I get a lot of questions about confidence, um, on my, on my Instagram. So I know you guys would want to see this. Like, I know I put, put myself out there. Like I'm very confident. And for the most part I am like, but there are days and there are maybe weeks where I'm just like at like an all time low where I feel disgusting. Like, fuck this morning, this morning I was like 40 minutes late to work because I couldn't put an outfit I couldn't put an outfit on that I felt comfortable in. I, I, I didn't feel beautiful in. And it goes back to that whole thing where now I'm nitpicking at my body. So that's something. Um, a lot. Another question that I get a lot is about when are you confident in your sexuality? And I've constantly, I've talked about this maybe in the last two episodes. And I've always said the time that you feel like you are confident in your sexuality is when you can walk out of like that situation where you can like get out of your booty call, your boyfriend's bed, your girlfriend's bed or your hookup or whatever. And you can leave and feel good about it. You know, I don't know how you can get yourself there because it's, it's always, it goes back to the whole self-love and the confidence in yourself thing. You can't get, you can't be confident in your sexuality if you're not confident in yourself and you don't love yourself. That's like point blank. Like that's just period. Like know that. Um, so, but when people finally find their confidence in their sexuality, um, the way I realized it, like I, I've told you guys before, I left a hookup and before I would feel so disgusting after every, like after every hookup, even if it was my boyfriend, like, I would just feel disgusting in myself like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. And it's because maybe it's because like my culture constantly bashes or like constantly puts down the idea of sex. Like sex is bad. Sex is dangerous. It's evil. Like don't do it. So I always felt so guilty about it. I always felt disgusting. I always felt like my body was like worthless. And there was a time where I was, I started doing the podcast. It was right in the beginning of the podcast. 
and I was learning about myself and I was learning about my sexuality. And um, I hooked up with a guy and I walked out of his apartment and I was like, I fucking did that. Like, yes, like I'm so proud of me. And that was the first fucking time I ever felt confident in my sexuality. Like I was confident, like nobody could tell me like, somebody could have been like, oh, you slept with him. You're a fucking slut. And I would be like, fuck you. You know, I don't give a shit. I'm proud of it. You can call me. You can think whatever you think, whatever you want of me. But I know I'm not whatever you like, whatever you're thinking doesn't matter to me. So that was when I realized my confidence in my sexuality. And but like I said, you have to love yourself and be confident in yourself before you can be confident in your sexuality. Like, I feel like loving yourself and being confident in yourself. You need to have those two things before you can be in a relationship with someone or you can be having sex with someone, you know, though, like, that's honestly what I believe. Um, I know this was like a little, like a little rant and maybe this episode's going to be a little short. Um, I'm not cutting it off just yet. Um, I'm going to bring up something that I saw on Twitter and the reason I want to bring it up is, I don't know if I've ever said this before. Um, I've dated, I've dated, like, officially dated, like, I've had about three boyfriends, <laughs> okay? I've had three boyfriends. Two of them were Latinos, and one of them was black. And I know, let's just get this out there, um... Being from a uh, like a Latin family, it's so hard to date outside of your race. Like it is such a difficult thing to do because you have to think about whether you want to like say it or not. Like you people like Latinos are racist within their their families, their culture. You know, like we'll be racist against other Latinos, but we're also like racist with other fucking races obviously like you know and I feel like that's something that is within any race but I don't think a lot of people want to talk about it and so if you date outside of your race as a Latina it's really difficult because it's really hard to merge them into your family and your parents not talk badly about them or maybe they're not talking badly about them but they're like side-eyeing them or they're making little remarks or they're saying super stereotypical shit and like it's annoying the reason i'm saying is that i feel like every um every race is racist against other races i know that was such a hard fucking sentence is because when i was dating um let's let's give him a name same on frank okay that was my black boyfriend when i dated frank his family would fucking say like shit to me that made me feel like like those were very stereotypical shit like those were very st stereotypical remarks like how fucking dare you but I never said anything because it's like well I know my family would probably react the same way like you know so the reason I'm bringing this up is because I saw a tweet it says if you're a non-black woman dating a black man and you allow him to to great yeah to degrade and humiliate black women as a means to hype you up, you are incomplicit in racism. Okay, that is the first part of the tweet. I completely agree. You know, when I was dating Frank, he would 
say things about black women, about his black uh, ex-girlfriends and talk shit. And I wouldn't be okay with it. And I'd be like, how, like, why would you say that? Like, you know what? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm from a, I'm from a, like an area where it's a majority where a majority Hispanic were Latinos, you know? So I didn't know a lot of black women back then. So I was like, you know what? You're saying he would say very stereotypical things about, about black women. And I'd be like, I don't know. I can't say yes or no to these things, but I don't appreciate these things because as a woman, you are putting another woman down. So that was something that I didn't agree with in this tweet. I mean, like I completely agreed with is like, if a black man is constantly putting down black women and you're allowing it, you are a part of this problem, you know? So I agree. I agree with that part of the tweet. The second part said, it doesn't matter that you date black men. If anything, it highlights that you fetish, fetish, them more than anything. And that bothered me because I just felt like, I just felt like it was kind of like, it, it makes, it makes it seem like I only dated this man because he was black and that's not the case. And I think we need to stop assuming that women that are not black, like non-black women are dating black men because, Oh, we have this fetish with them. Like, dude, what if we just fucking like them? What if the dude just really called out, like called our attention? Like what? Like, and this is the problem with the whole race issue is that we constantly have to put that over our heads. Like, like, Oh, that white girl is with that black guy or, Oh my God, that Asian girl is with that Latino. Like, why do we have to, like, why can't we just be like that girl and that guy are together? That guy and that guy are together. That girl and that girl are together. Like, why does it have to be black, white, Asian, Latino, this, that, you know, I don't understand that. So, that part I didn't like because it made, I, I mean, obviously like she wasn't like tweeting at me, <laughs> but it makes, it makes the women who have dated black men or who are dating black men, it kind of attacks them in a way by making it seem like the only reason you are dating a black man, the only reason that you could possibly want to date a black man is because you have a fetish. And I think that is another problem <laughs> and that, that's something that we all need to work on. Like, like, like if me saying like, Oh, the only reason that girl is dating this Mexican or this Latino or this Puerto Rican is because, Oh, because she, like she fantasizes them. She has a fetish with them. Like, no dude, like she just fucking liked them. Like we we're not thinking like that. So the reason that was the only reason I brought it up was because it bothered me so much. And I felt like, this is the problem. You are constantly accusing people for what they want and you're constantly accusing them of them having a fetish or they're doing it for interest. Like, damn, just let people be and let them love who they want to love. Like, I don't understand why me being white, being brown, being black, it has to fucking be an issue. Um, <laughs> but that's the end of my rant on that note. Sorry, I just had to, I just had, I just had to touch base on that one because I mean, it's been a while since I dated Frank or since I've dated anybody, honestly. But um, I was not say like a black guy or like someone out of my race, but I haven't dated anybody. So. Um, so that's that, right? End of that rant. Um, on my Instagram, 
I asked you all to submit questions um, on my Instagram through the little, through my story. The first question that I received, mind you, I only got two. So next time I ask you guys to submit your questions, please do so. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But if you guys do ever have any questions, you can always DM me on my Instagram for Borra Checks Radio or for the Lipstick and Vodka. Do it on our on my uh, Instagram story or even email them at contact at lipstickandvodka.com. You can always email email me questions there as well or your stories if you'd like to share your input. Um, but one of the questions said, how do you deal with the machista? And I feel like this is a great question just because um, in where I live, machistas are everywhere. You know, it is like engraved in our fucking culture. It's it's in our blood, like it's in men's blood here, <laughs> being Latinos and stuff. But like, you know, it's maybe not in our blood because I'm men are probably going to be like pissed off right now because right now a machista has like a bad connotation, like it has a bad definition right now and i don't think it always had this bad of bad of a definition back then but here we are 2018 so i think what or how i would deal with it um i'm i'm not a violent person i will never pick a fight like i will never start an argument if i feel that it's not necessary like if it's not worth my time you know like like there are a lot of things and I mean a lot of things that I really don't have time for. Like I can care less what people think of me. I can care less what people have to say about me because it's like in reality, at the end of the day, the only thing that the only the only person, the only people that those comments are affecting are the people talking about it. So I just go on with my life. But with Machista, if he has something to say, if he wants to act up, I don't do violence but I do confront them I do in a very respectable and responsible way I let them know that what they're doing is wrong or the way they're acting is stupid or that I don't agree with it maybe I don't have to say it in such an ugly way but I let them know I don't agree with it I also am very sarcastic I also throw very indirect shit to people but I look at them to let them know I'm talking shit to them so that's how I say things maybe and like I said I do I do confront the issue and I'll say things to them but if they're like my friends I'll say like very indirect things and look at them because they know I'm not playing because like a lot of my time like my sarcastic shit like I say it so it doesn't hurt you so much but I'm not playing so that's how I <laughs> that's how I would deal with those things um let me look on my on my Instagram DMs because one of the things that I also got questioned and I wasn't sure if I was going to share it just because she put it on the messages and she knew we were going to talk about it, but she also asked me to DM her. I guess she wanted the, the question quickly. So she told me, can you give me advice if like about, okay, no, let's reword this. Cause she put it in Spanish. Let's, let me read it to you. Que me aconsejas if I feel that my husband wants something to do with my sister. So like what kind of, what kind of advice would you give me if I think my husband is trying to get with my sister, right? That's basically what she said in the little Spanish part that she put. And so my advice to her, cause I, I did DM her 
my advice to her was okay like i obviously need more background story so she told me that let me fucking read this because now i'm like now i'm fucking lost now i feel like i don't even know what i'm talking about anymore oh that's the wrong one okay okay she just said that he that he swears he hates his I guess his sister-in-law, right? At this point, he he hates her. But at the same time, he's constantly comparing his wife with his with her sister. And and that he's always telling her that her sister is dumb for not being getting married. Um, and that she should just get married with whoever crosses her thing. And she would always constantly notice shady shit with him, but not her. But she because she was younger. But now that she's kind of, now that she's older, she's kind of she's kind of doubting it. Like she's kind of confused. So this was my response to her. I put, well, it's always a it's always it's always gonna be a matter of trust. I don't know what shady shit he's doing, but I would just be very careful with him. I'm not saying your sister would do anything, but men are men. No offense to the men out there. I know my Okay, so I've had a situation where my ex-brother-in-law um, would do creepy-ass shit. He was just weird. But at the same time, I don't know if my sister ever thought it was creepy or it was shady or he was con- like maybe he wanted something with me. I don't know if she ever thought that. Sometimes it would cross my mind that he wanted something to do with me. But I realized that he just didn't know how to fucking express himself because I started realizing like at the end of their marriage that he was just an awkward person. Like he was such an awkward person. And so my advice to her was like, you know what? I was in the same situation. I know me as a sister. I would have never done that. So maybe you should talk to your sister about it because first off, like obviously there's two parties involved, right? Like in that situation if your sister's down and he's down, then I mean, there's not much you can even do. If your sister isn't down and he's down, I mean, it's just him being creepy and being into your sister. And I mean, he's never going to tell you he's into your sister first off. So like, that's going to kind of be like a, a thing you'll never know, you know? But I think it's something that you can always talk to your family about like your si- like your sister. Don't tell your whole fucking family that you think your husband's trying to be with your sister. But but that's that's what I, that's how I would take it if but I'm also not married. So I also don't know how I would also how I would feel and what what I would do in the situation. But that's what I think I would do because I'm very I try to communicate with whoever. Like I always try to communicate with my boyfriend, my friends, my sister, my family, like I always try to communicate with and communicate with them. Like as an adult, have a very like one-on-one conversation with them and try to see their side of the story before I fucking overreact and go crazy. So that's my advice. Um, I know this episode is pretty short. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't know why it keeps, uh, I'm so sorry guys. Okay. going to start this all over again. I'm so sorry that this episode is really, really short, um, but it is an episode that is just me. I wanted to talk about the whole self-love and confidence thing because I'm currently going through it and I know you guys love hearing current shit. 
instead of my old shit. <laughs> and I also know that a lot of you all are going through certain like the same similar situations. And I just want you guys to know that we all go through these things. You guys are not alone. If you guys ever need to talk about anything, I I am not a therapist, but I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to give you whatever advice I can if I am qualified for it or if I could maybe give you put you in the same in the direction that you need to be. Or if you guys just need an outlet, I am here. Like I said, you guys can follow me on Borrachex Radio for Twitter or Instagram. You guys can follow my Lipstick and Vodka page, which is my blog. And it's my Instagram is underscore Lipstick and Vodka. Or find me on Lipstick and Vodka for, on Facebook. Or if you guys want to send in an email giving me your opinion, your advice, whatever. Or literally anything just don't send me nudes through my email please anything can be sent at contact at lipstick i will open it i if you guys want me to read anything on the podcast i will do so and that is basically it please don't forget to rate review and subscribe on the itunes app and also like us on this on soundcloud if you guys are listening to us on soundcloud I have nothing else to promote. Also, today is Tuesday, which means tomorrow is Wednesday, which means it's Wasted Wednesday on Lipstick and Vodka's Facebook page. If you guys don't know what that means, I go live every single Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central Time, and I create cocktails for you all. So if you guys are down to watch me do that, I also get drunk on there most of the time. Follow Lipstick and Vodka on Facebook Click on the little notification so you know when I am live and be ready for Wasted Wednesday. So, okay, I will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye.